What's up, everything? On today's episode, we've got biting. We've got team house coinings. We've got Evander Kane being a wacko. We've got e-bugs. We have it all. So let's get started and let's go blue. It is Thursday, December 2nd. We're back on Thursdays. We're in December. Not okay. Do your mm. Christmas shopping early year, this year, folks, because them supply chains, they're for real. I should do that. Supply chain sounds like a, like an assisted Pokemon move, you know? Mm. Like if you have six healthy Pokemon in your party, you get like more HP than if you had five or whatever. Mm. So, you know, that's cool. <laughs> but um, we are here. We are live. Well, not when I mean, you're that's here, a recording. Yeah, but... We're, but, we're but you, you making the recording live. live. You ever think about that? Yeah. You, you can tune in live if you walk into the room in which we're recording it. Anytime. The door's open. Literally, the door is unlocked. So just come on in, you know? Uh, boy, we're already so far <laughs> on track. This is going to be a wacky, wild episode for a wacky, wild week in the NHL. And how are you doing tonight? Let's start there. I'm doing well. I don't know. I, you know, we just watched this game. I feel I feel feelings about this game, but I also don't feel very strong feelings about this game. I mm-hmm. feel I feel uh, kind of out of it hockey wise. But the news of the day has been interesting. Uh, yeah, I know I know it's not on here. I don't think we put it on here because it was breaking uh, before we ever got to this podcast or recording it. Uh, what do you think of the Nashville? Stadium series oh, jerseys. They're so they're the worst thing. I've we ever should seen. launch right they're into it. They're such an abomination. They, I thought the New Jersey New Jersey jerseys <laughs> would be the worst jerseys from just last week. Yeah, I thought those would at least have a month or two at the top of the heap. But good God, Nashville! First of all, literally no one but you thinks Smashville is cool. This isn't a cool nickname. This isn't something that makes you look hip or trendy. It makes you look friggin' lame and self-obsessed. Stop trying to make it happen. Stupid dumpster fire nonsense for a nickname to begin with. But that jersey, oh my god. I mean, their colors... I actually, I don't think their jerseys are usually very good, but I think you could do awesome things with those colors, because I've seen a lot of people like just another garbage Nashville jersey, and I'm like, I haven't really liked any of them either, but I think they could be really cool, Right. but oh my god, it's so, 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 so bad. At least, you know what though, Ian, I didn't, I haven't seen any of this well, the three shoulder patches are, (laughs) you know, representative of the seven... Rivers of the Eastern Cumberland Gap or whatever, but yeah. 
Uh, not as much symbolism in this one, which I can appreciate. Um, yeah, I don't mind the colors. I don't like that the script is overlapping like the edges of the yellow stripe in the middle so mm -hmm. it kind of bleeds into the blue parts of the jersey and it bleeds into them just enough just a little bit that it, it makes you go is this intentional or, or, an, oversight. or an oversight exactly yeah. like have you ever seen someone try to match a color like i'm wearing a suit and maybe you try and wear a matching tie, like the exact same color or something. Mm -hmm, but but it's, like slightly it's slightly off. off. So you're like, are they trying to be different or are they trying to be the same? And it's so distracting that it just like ruins the whole thing. That's what the little bleed over of the script is uh -huh. doing. I'm like, oh, you're trying to be bold, I guess. Because the, the line, the yellow part can't contain the script. It's yeah. big. It's bold. It's Smashville. And they put the... They put the C on the uh, actual image or on the images that they released. They put the Captain C on that one, and uh, it looks terrible. It's by it the just, armpit. Yeah, it looks like it doesn't fit. It looks like it was forgotten about, probably because it was. Uh -huh. They were probably like, "Well, where do we put the captain's letters?" And the designers were like, "I'm sorry, the what? You know?" Yeah. But um, we had not accounted for such a thing. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know what that is, but. Oh, they're bad. The gloves look cool, I guess. I like the I guess I like the guitar pick a little. That sh honestly, that should just be their logo yeah. that they put on there for a third jersey. For this kind of jersey, just put the guitar pick with the uh three-star Dragon Ball which apparently is on the, the state flag of the state flag. Yes. Yeah. Put that on there front and center. Do away with the Smashville crap. They've got white numbers, like you said, which uh -huh. feels really off because, like, the script on the back for the nameplate is yellow. It's just... It says Preds in weird letters on the collar, too. It's like it's like they tried to be bad. Did you mention the numbers being yeah, white, yeah. which doesn't make any sense? It's not good. God, it's like everything is trying hard to be bad. And I know these Stadium Series ones are supposed to be the ones that are a little wackier and a little more right, out there. Right. But, like, Tampa's... I don't. I wouldn't say I love them, but they're like fine. They're clean. I think they're good. Yeah, I like those. They're probably the best of these kind of edgier. Because the Colorado and Kings ones last year were pretty bad. The Kings oh, ones I, were okay. The actually, Kings but, ones grew on me. They yeah. remind me of the the Tampa ones this year, uh, where it's like okay, you're doing a lot of uh, diagonal stuff, mm -hmm. doing some different colors. Um, I kind of like these jerseys. I know what I just said about the script bleeding over, but like if the whole jersey, if the design almost feels like too big for the jersey, mm -hmm. it's almost like you've snapshotted a design onto a jersey, um, just like a piece of it. I kind of like that look yeah. for these at least, but yeah, those those avalanche ones from last year where it looks like they're in a giant bib, not good. Um, yeah, the I just can't. I can't fathom how this went through multiple reviews, I'm sure. And people are like, this is fine. This is exactly what we want. We want to do this. We want to do this again. I think it also goes to show that their logo's crap, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that every time they get to do a different kind of jersey, that logo is gone. Yeah. They're like, get that out of here. We need script immediately. Yep. Anything is better than this <laughs> weird uh, robot saber tooth or whatever. Yeah, that needs to be updated entirely. Um I just don't, it's so bad. It's like, I, the Jersey one, at least, as bad as that was, at least it was like kind of simple, mm -hmm. you know? 
This right. one is like aggressively bad. This one is like we the, we were trying to be bad to be cool, but we were just bad to be bad. You know, <laughs> it's so terrible. Um, and it's like the sixth worst thing that's happened in hockey <laughs> this week. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have no front office anymore. It doesn't exist. So apparently, after last season, Mark Bergevin and what's the guy Molson, Jeff Molson, yep. uh, Jeff G. G- Geoff Molson. Uh, that of course, because he's French, it's got to be can't just be Jeff like Jeff, you know. Um, he's he's Jeff Jeff Giff. Yeah, yeah, but um, apparently he and he and Mark Bergevin had tried to negotiate a uh, contract, and Mark Bergevin wanted to get paid, and Jeff Molson wanted him to take a a discount or something, I guess, because they were buddies and he'd been there forever, mm. and and that just clearly wasn't they weren't going to be able to bridge that gap. So apparently, it got it had been reported earlier this year by like Chris Johnson and people that like Mark Vergevan just wasn't going to be the GM in Montreal and probably wasn't going to last mm. even until the end of the season. And I'd miss that entirely. And then um, apparently what happened inside the organization is that uh, Scott Mellenby, who was like obviously former blue Scott Mellenby was um, he was a boy. Yep. I'm not making oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always worried when I say something like that, where I'm like really confident. And then the audience is going to be like, what are you talking about? Scott <laughs> who? Yeah. You uh, mean Scott Gomez, former blue <laughs> Scott, Scott Gomez. Gomez. Um, but uh, Scott Mellenby was the assistant there and, you know, close with Bergevin. And apparently it was like amicable enough between Bergevin and Molson for, uh, for, Bergevin to be like, yo, this is my guy. You should hire him instead of me mm-hmm. if you're going to replace me. And they interviewed him, and they apparently promised him the job pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And then it was a, literally an Elliot Friedman tweet on Saturday or Sunday, I guess on Saturday, because that's the day that Melvin left, that where Friedman was like, yeah, I'm hearing that they're talking to Jeff Gordon to come in and be the president of Hockey Ops or whatever. Uh, And Mellenby read that and was just like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) And just straight up resigned on the spot. And then I think by like, I guess it was Sunday or Monday, Mm -hmm. Bergevin announced his own resignation. Um, And now Jeff Gordon is going to serve as the executive vice president of Hockey Ops. Uh, as the team searches for a new general manager who has to be francophone, of course, because um, there's no such thing as translators. Right? Why? Why get the most uh, qualified candidate when you can have a, a requirement? Seriously, it's as silly as like if you were like you have to hire a GM that's like from St. Louis and be like, uh, well, that would be dumb. And it's like, yeah, it would be the same as this. I don't yeah. care that you guys have spoken French since the 1600s or whatever. It just doesn't yeah. matter. It's so. I, yeah, it's, it's so also stupid. it's so dumb because it's like you're literally limiting it to people from yeah. Quebec. It's not like you can talk about, well, I, you know, I get that it's a bilingual fan base and I mm. get that. But first of all, the GM doesn't do that much press mm. that they really have to be answering in both languages. And also, you know, if for the people that aren't already bilingual, they're only going to understand half of it anyway. Mm. You know, so I don't get that. It's just and snobby then, to be but snobby. like on top of that, it's not you're not 
you're not hiring someone from actual France to come over. Or well, a they guy don't like those people either. Right, exactly. Or and you probably wouldn't accept like an American GM who just studied French really hard and was fluent. Like you wouldn't ha- like him either. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's just snobby to be a snobby. In this case, at least it sounds like it's going to be kind of one of those puppet GM sort of situations where Gordon's really making the decisions, mm-hmm. and this is more the media guy. So you know, I guess that's a little more acceptable to get a guy like a Danny Breer who seems to be one of the front runners, mm-hmm. um, or somebody else who you know speaks French to come in and do that. I guess that makes some more sense, um, but I like puppet GMs. Yeah. I like I like that there's someone behind the scenes pulling the strings makes for an interesting dynamic danny breer i'm sure i've mentioned this before probably the first hockey player that i really like loved Mm -hmm. definitely the first non-blue um and i think throughout my childhood i just assumed he was just like a guy from like indiana you know (laughs) like it like it's only it's weird to me currently sitting right here as a 30-year-old adult to think, wait, Danny Breer's from Quebec and is like a French-Canadian? Mm. Like, if I'd ever thought about it in between, I would have been like, of course. But I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> there, there are a few like that, and even today. When you're a kid, you're like, you're never thinking, like, where's this guy from? Or like, why, you know, you I wouldn't have even really known about Quebec. I'm sure I knew about it, but it wasn't like the thing it is now to me where it was real and actual. So it's just one of those things. But yeah, Montreal currently has a 6-15-2 record this season, uh, is ahead of only the New York Islanders, yikes, and the Ottawa Senators in the Eastern Conference standings. Um, Not great. Somehow still behind uh, the Vancouver Canucks, who are also an embarrassment to Canada. Man, if it wasn't for Toronto and Calgary, that country would be in flames. Yeah. We are learning a lot about what who that uh, Canadian division did and didn't protect last year. Uh, any more thoughts on this overall, or where does Montreal head from here? I'm interested to see what moves they end up making, like at the deadline and stuff. Like the, I think Jeff Molson said in an interview that he's not opposed to a rebuild, which is kind of crazy because they don't really have like rebuild friendly contracts like they're gonna do a lot of tearing down before they can rebuild i mean they've signed some people to some long deals Mm -hmm. so i'd be interested to see who's available at the at the deadline like i really do think they're gonna have people that want to jump ship like uh, a brendan gallagher comes to mind where it's like he's getting up there he's a little older he's not going to be around for this crap anymore yeah uh other than the fact that he was he was the captain and he can't play anymore if they had Shea Weber, like that dude would be gone. Like, I just, it's very interesting. They're in a weird spot where they had to choose one route or the other. And I definitely thought they were going to choose the we got to go for it route even stronger because that seems to be all they've done uh, for as long as I've watched them uh, these last like 10, 11 years. But it'll, it'll be, it'll be different to see them sell. And they have some nice pieces. So we'll see what Jeff Gordon does. I guess, you know, they got a lot of time. They got, what is that, like three months? Until a trade deadline, they got a lot of hockey to play where they can assess everybody and figure out what's going on. But when you have this kind of shakeup happen midseason, that can't be very, can't be a good feeling as like a player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially as a young player there too, a Nick Suzuki. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking like that's a guy that's only what 
22 and now they're talking rebuild you just signed it and you just signed content, like i know rebuilds yeah. can be two or three years if you've got the right young pieces in place and they probably do but like yikes and like you mentioned josh anderson's not going anywhere yeah. with that deal um I like Jeff Gordon as like a guy to help yeah. build this team up, but it is interesting to see people be like, you know, he did a really good job with the Rangers, and I think he did a pretty good job with the Rangers, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of talk, too, of just how lucky he kind of was with the Rangers. You know, you kind of luck into Lafreniere, you uh, get uh, Adam Fox, who wants to play for you because he's from New York, you get Artemi Panarin, who wants to play for you because he wants to go to New York. Mm-hmm. You don't have those people yeah. dying to go to Montreal yeah. like a, it's a historic team maybe a but few francophones yeah yeah it. like it's an historic team but it's like tons and tons of media scrutiny but I don't even think like even those people aren't like dying to play in Montreal I feel like I just don't because like it's the taxes and it's you know Montreal is a cool city relative mm-hmm. to other Canadian markets but like it's still friggin' cold in the winter, you know? I feel like, like people only talk about how fun it would be to play for Montreal when they have, like, no prospect of yeah. going there. Like, a David Prown would be like, oh, yeah, that was a team I always watched growing up. So much fun, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he's, like, on a deal, let's say, you know, three or four years yeah. ago where he's not going anywhere. David's had several chances to sign with yeah. Montreal, and there has been mutual interest. Well, apparently not that mutual. <laughs> there's been interest from Montreal, right. and he's come back here. So like, like, there's so many French Canadians in this league, and yet you don't hear all of them going, mm-hmm. man, I just got to get to Montreal. <laughs> in the same way that, I mean, you really do hear players that want to, like Shattenkirk, like Adam Fox. You have numerous uh-huh. people in the last five or six years that want to play for the Rangers, even when the Rangers haven't necessarily been that good. Yeah. And there's you know plenty of media scrutiny there. It's just different. So I think while Jeff Gorton's probably the right man for this job, I don't think it's like this automatic one equals one sort of thing where it's like, well, he's going to go up here and he's going to fix how we do our team so they're just like the Rangers who are also good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They, I think it's going to be a long rebuild. I really do. I don't think, I mean, you can't underestimate how important Shea Weber was to them. Right. And Carey Price, you know, I'm glad that he's getting the help he needs and all that stuff, but like... Just disappearing them. from the team isn't they're not going to be set up for success mm. you you look at last year's playoff run and look at their two most important players it's probably Shea Weber and Carey Price and neither of those guys have played a game this year so like it's hard to it's hard to really evaluate them fairly in mm. that light but at the same time, Shea Weber is never going to play again it sounds like and if he did he'd be 36 and you know, weighed down with injuries. So that would be a problem. Carey Price, you know, you hope he gets back out there and is healthy and uh, can, you know, return to some form of him former self. But he's 34 already and has five years left on that contract. So that's on the downside, clearly, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just, I don't think, I mean, I think everyone, I think it wasn't a, it wasn't a very well-kept t- secret that nobody really thought the Canadians were a Stanley Cup contending team just because they ended up there last year. Um, But uh, I don't think anyone expected the fall off to be quite this dramatic. And I don't know how quickly it's going to be resolved from here, you know? Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see, I guess. We'll watch watch these Canadians and see how plucky they are. Uh, Speaking of people with Francophone... Last names. I don't know if he's actually a Francophone. Oh, he's got to be. He's an animal. 
uh, and he's a joke, and he's gutless. I know those yeah. things. Let's talk about, and folks, strap in, because we're going to be talking about this for a while. Brendan Lemieux, Brendan or Brandon? Brendan Lemieux, biting Key, uh, Brady Kachuk. I will say what the NHL d- won't say multiple times mm-hmm. during a fight in, um, was it in L.A.? I don't care. Yeah, I think it I was. Think it was, it was in, LA. in L.A. But, yeah. uh, in a game between the Kings and the Senators uh, on Saturday. Wow, this has not been made nearly as big a deal of in... I think I think the Dangle podcast did it justice. I mm-hmm. never listened to the one you talked about. Thirty two thoughts kind of joked about it, which yeah. I'm like, this is this is wild. So um, let's talk about the incident. They got in a fight. Uh, Brady Kachuk came up and said he bit my effing hand and showed his bleeding hand to the officials uh, and. Um, they gave I, they did give a game of misconduct right I believe Kicked so yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kachuk after the game um, was not uh, brief or guarded in his uh, opinion about Lemieux he said this is the one time I'm going to answer this it was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do this guy you can ask any one of his teammates nobody ever wants to play with him this guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate he focuses on himself all the time this guy is just a joke he shouldn't be in the league the guy's gutless no other team wants him he's going to keep beginning begging to be in the NHL but no other team is going to want him He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. It's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. Uh, He's only going to say that one time. Yeah, that's right. Um, But... uh, Obviously, you know, I think that's that's a that's the kind of thing we we say we want from these players where we're like, well, we want them to have the personality. So good for him. Great credit to the person who play, uh, paid Gilbert Gottfried to read that statement on. Although I got to say, I wish he read it in a more Gilbert Gottfried angry way. He yeah. did just kind of like read it, you know, just yeah. kind of like a one time. I mean, he did it in the voice, yeah. but not in the character, really. I need the know? angry. Have you ever heard him out of the voice? Because yeah, right? the voice is completely fake. Yeah. So that's crazy. But um, yeah, but I would have loved it a little more ginned up and a little less confused. But <laughs> I thought it was like the NHL. <laughs> But, okay, so that that part's fun. What isn't fun is this league's pathetic response to this. I don't know. What's a fair suspension for biting someone? 15 games? 100 games? games, You're fired from the league? I don't... This is like... This is one of those things where there's a a very tiny part of me, and this is the part that much of the NHL has given itself over to, where it's like, it's kind of funny. He bit the dude. Who Mm. does that? You know, babies, <laughs> to quote uh, Brady Kachuk. But then the bigger part of me called the logical part takes over, and it's like, who bites people? Right. And also, I'm sorry, I don't want, I'm, I'm not usually this guy, I don't want to be this guy, but in the COVID era, 
you know, we're mm. going to make light of people swapping bodily fluids through bites? Well, that's the thing is, like, I feel like there was a bigger stink made out of, like, uh, Martian licking somebody. Uh-huh. Oh, and, for and, sure. And rightfully so. Like, you should that make a big stink That was in the playoffs, to be fair. But, like... Well, and then reverse, too, where um, another Bruins incident, like Vancouver and Bruins incident, was, like... Burroughs biting somebody mm-hmm. in the 2011 final. He, he bit someone with their glove on, but it was still like a huge deal. And yeah. this, this dude bit Brady Kachuk's hand with his glove off, like through the flesh, bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gross. Like, I think I tweeted about him. Like, it's not like gross, like as a character trait. I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is, but it's beyond that. It's like garbage gross. Yeah. Like, human bites are nasty. Like, yeah. a dog bite is better to get than like a human bite, uh-huh. relatively so. And it's like, yeah, he had COVID, to get like a tetanus shot. I'm pretty sure he literally had to go and get like a shot for this. Yeah, probably. COVID is like the least worst of the things that you could get from a bite at this point. I, I get, mean, you can get. I don't. I don't want to quote because I'm not a doctor, but like HIV, like mm-hmm. um, hepatitis, like real, like life altering diseases can be. I would assume communicated through. Puncturing blood on saliva biting. I don't know. They didn't cover what could be transferred by biting in health class because nobody does that. And then cover it through all the animals. Yeah. And they go, now if you get bit by a human, humans are nasty. They live everywhere. They talked about some other things humans could do to trans- transmit diseases, but not biting. They didn't give a lot of time over to that. I just don't know what you're thinking. Yes, you're not thinking. When you bite somebody, like, you're so frustrated that you're you, going to bite them. You've got to literally be in, like, animal mode. And yeah, I think it's been mentioned. And by you know how hot, hard you have to bite to break skin right. and ble- bleed. Like, here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not making any excuse for it. But if some dude's like sticking his hand in your face and you just like, yeah, yeah. snap at his fingers to like get the f out of my face, that's a little different than biting multiple times and puncturing the skin. You know. It's it's so nasty. I can't believe that they were like five games. I think they do that because other people have bitten other people in hockey. And they're just like, well, we don't like it. But it is like just a weird thing that happens. It's like it shouldn't happen ever. I should never have the to NHL, worry about a human biting The me. NHL is never willing to make this the time that they set the precedent. Right. Like, well, in the past, it's like, okay, but this is a new thing. Mm. You can change it. You can you right now can be the one that says, you know what, biting? Ten games, fifteen games, thirty games, anger management lessons, a trip to Kettlewood Village for the weekend. Whatever. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like doing this to Brendan Lemieux is hurting the Kings either. Like <laughs> seriously. A huge favor. Like just I don't know why. It must be so easy. It has to be easy to just throw the book at this guy. Yeah. It's so gross, dude. I would never. Ever with how many times these people these players chirp each other, I would never let this boy live this down. Ever, oh my god, I'd be no. clacking my teeth at him every time yeah. I skate by the bench. I'm like, oh, got a biter, or yeah. whatever. Just like every moment of every game. Oh my god, yeah, he should never be allowed to touch the ice again without being just having this rubbed in his face. And also, like, I don't, I'm, I know hockey culture pretty forgiving and team first and all that, but like. How are you his teammates and you let this dude back in the locker room? Jonathan Quick defended it. He was like, oh, you know, we don't know what happened. And he's like, he's not a bad guy. I want him on my team. I'm like, dude. At least it wasn't Drew Doughty. 
Well, Brady Kachuk probably deserved it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't Drew Doughty. Because he's related to Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I'd bite Matthew Kachuk's head clean off oh, if I could. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. <quick>. Uh, <laughs> I like referencing things from podcast segments from three years ago that maybe one person in our audience will one, understand. One cat will understand. That's right. Uh, unless Steve Dangle's listening, then he is loving it right now. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, he, we were high in his Spotify year in review. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, um, so let's talk about the video because the video breaking down the five game suspension. Oh, yeah, even more worthy. To it talk was about. a work of art. It really. I mean, it's your standard NHL suspension video. Absolutely. To the, I, I think to their credit. I think to their credit, just not different in any way from if it had been a hit to the head or a slew footing penalty, uh, which we could talk about slew footing as a separate thing, but right. I don't even know enough about those penalties to like get heated about it. But um, they talked about the play. They talked about where uh, you could obviously see that there was biting on the hand in the footage. <laughs> and You've got footage. I would say that the... The money quote of this entire video, when they mentioned the bite, they said, (laughs) as they always do in these videos, but they couldn't stop themselves from saying it here, this is not a hockey play. (laughs) This is a player delivering a forceful, intentional, and potentially dangerous bite to the bare hand of another player with sufficient force to puncture the skin. Such actions will not be tolerated, but we won't punish yeah, them as badly as, as we could. That's what it's like, but we will kind of tolerate them because we have in the past. Yeah, and we it's are no big deal. currently. Um, yeah, what if like what if Brady Kachuk had a disease? What if he develops a disease or an infection, and you gave him five games? Right. Ah, this pisses me off. And then they go on to say. So the video talks about how you can see him being bit on the left hand. When Brady Kachuk stands up in the video, which they talk about, they break this whole situation down in the video, in the video, they are talking about his left hand. They are talking about how that's the bite that we're talking about. Brady Kachuk stands up, looks at the referee, says he effing bit me, and shows him his bleeding right hand in the video... And they are talking about how it's his left hand that's clearly been bitten, and they can't deny that. And then they say, well, and Kachuk stood up and showed him his hand, yada, yada, yada. And then they say, well, circumstantial evidence supports the argument that Lemieux may have bitten Kachuk multiple times during this fight. We are limiting our review of this incident to the bite that occurs almost immediately after the players fell to the ice. The circumstantial evidence in question is his bleeding hand with teeth marks. <laughs> he could walk in today probably and be like, yo, here's here's my right hand. Here's where his teeth were. You see mm-hmm. those purple teeth marks? Those were his teeth. I don't like it. The only way that would be acceptable is if they were like, we're limiting our review of this play to this bite, and then we will do another review of the other bite and give him 10 more games for that bite. And every subsequent bite we can prove. But they're not going to do that. This is like being shot off camera 
and then being like stolen from yeah. on camera. Like, well, we're going to do this for theft because we thought I'm steal from you. You'd be like, yeah, but there's a gaping bullet wound in me. Like, yeah, but that wasn't on camera. I can't prove that something happened without the video. And it's like, yeah. well, you could do any amount of research in the whole situation. <laughs> and they're like, we can't though, because there's no video. So sorry. I, yeah, it blows my mind that they can't just like d- take him at his word, look at his hand, put two and two together, do a little bit of legwork. Uh-huh. They literally were just like, we we were sent a video, we looked at the video. We'd rather not deal with anything else other than just the video that was sent to us. And like, well, what about anything else that happened? No, 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 just the video. It's It's abysmal. It's so sad and pathetic, honestly. It's like... <sighs> Imagine a bite. Imagine Enos Cantor had bitten LeBron James. Mm. That would still be a headline. We talked about the shoes for like a day. If he'd bitten him, mm. we'd be talking about that today. And I don't know if Enos Cantor would ever play in the NBA again. Seriously, I think this is. We all... talked about the. Sorry, go ahead. I was like, this is only allowed because it's. Hockey and like violence is inherent, so like, well, biting is violent, so this is just kind of a yeah. weird other kind of avenue of violence. It's like, yeah, dude, a really gross, nasty version. We talked about that dude chasing LeBron down, and we're, we're still making memes about that. Mm-hmm. That's a meme now, they've memed it, baby. Uh, I just it is wild. This league. It's total indifference to looking professional mm-hmm. or uh, not third world. It is a third world sports league, essentially. It is so impoverished. The NHL is such a poverty league. <laughs> I and, can't believe they ever utter the words like, we want to grow the game, or we're really going to grow have, the game in blah, blah, blah way. And I'm like, you can't. You, you have can't no do interest it. in growing this game. It is too expensive. It is so insular. And even on top of all of that, even. You still could, because it's also, as you know, we're we're all hockey fans. It's the most fun, exciting, ridiculous sport there is sometimes. We're going to talk about a couple of games that were a lot of fun. But you can't do it because you don't want to. Mm. You're not willing to get out of your own way. I saw a tweet just today where somebody was, like, talking about a goalie in some, you know, junior league or minor league or something mm-hmm. that had racial slurs hurled at him, yeah. um, which I'm not I'm not saying in that tone to minimize the incident, but just, like, of course he did because he was a minority goalie in hockey. So, you know, of course. I mean, I don't, I hate that, right. but of course, like, what? That is hockey. Like That's literally now. hockey. Yeah. And the the woman who tweeted this said, "Tell me again how hockey culture isn't a problem." And some freaking some other blue checkmark guy who apparently is well known for his bad takes said, "This is an issue across all sports culture. Stop signaling out hockey." How? <laughs> how is widespread racism an issue in the NBA yeah, was like in the or NFL. the NFL? I'm sorry, like, how could you even possibly justify that if you wanted to? Even if you wanted to. Mm. Like, you could talk, you maybe could talk about how MLB doesn't have that many black players, mm-hmm. but I don't think the ones that are there are being subjected to racism. Right. I mean, I'm sure that things happen. I'm not trying to minimize it anywhere, but like this... But it's not as out in the open as it's this. It's not just accepted. It's not accepted and it doesn't go unpunished. 
Akimalu will never play in the NHL again. Bill Peters might coach in the right. NHL again. I don't know if he'd ever be a head coach, but he might get a job somewhere. They'll put him as like a minor or, uh, assistant coach in the AHL. Yeah. And he'll possibly work his way in, you know, some team's good graces and, you know, he's done the work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, that's so gross. Yeah. It's just awful. It's, uh, it sucks. It sucks pretty hard. And this, the biting thing, it's just like, wow, it's, this really happened. And people are really, they're not okay with it, but they kind of are. I know. People are pretty indifferent to this. Yeah. It's kind of more of a joke. And I get, and I get it. I laugh at it, It too. is inherently funny, mm-hmm. but funny in, like, an absurdist sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it's also terrible. It's also just outright terrible. So, that's what I've got to say about that. Anything more you want to add? I just hope we have no more biting. What do you think our next bite will be? Uh, I think it's going to be um, Pavel Buchnevich on Tom Wilson. You know, that's the Capitals, true. That's we? true. We're going to be eating our own lunch on that one. <laughs> uh, oh, I almost skipped ahead to the Blues games, but we got to talk about two uh, multi-million dollar contracts that got sent through waivers this week. Mm. Matt Murray got sent down by the Senators. Good on you. We should have claimed him. We should have claimed him. We needed him. That would have been funny if we claimed him as our backup goalie and not like done a trade and keep or anything just now you have to pay him six million dollars <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even matter if he's any good they still got to pay him that other six million <laughs> um so that one is like wow in terms of the contract they signed him to yeah. and the decisions that were made um but it's a little more understand. It's just a player being bad, being sent down. I feel kind of bad for him though, too, though, because he did have. I think he had COVID at the end of the season or some mm-hmm. other health issues, and that kind of really plagued him. And I think his complaint. I mean, he's complained pretty openly about basically not getting the chance to improve. I guess with the Senators this year. But yeah, it's kind of crazy that a guy that won like back to back cups with the penguins and not like with them like he was on the sidelines like as, as their, their starter goalie, yeah. uh has fallen so far I, I just i understand ottawa going out and getting him because they needed a goalie i don't understand how they ended up paying him like six million dollars i get that they have a lot of cap space but still using it on that guy was not a good idea and it's it's crazy i mean he's down there i'm assuming at some point he'll come back up if they can rehab him but otherwise it's just <sighs> well the sins you know the sins are notorious for all the extra money they had to throw oh, yeah, around yeah. that they love to just waste on uh, extravagant player deals so i'm sure they're thrilled about that they have an internal cap and guess what it's the same as the regular cap. yeah it's, that's right <laughs> um oh boy it is Oh, that's rough for them. But then the Evander Kane. What do you even say? He just had a he had a press conference when he got to whatever wherever San Jose's AHL team Barracuda. is. Yeah, Where I are like they? that. I don't remember. Where are the Barracuda at? I should know. I feel like I remember. I feel like I had a player on their AHL team <laughs> and like Chow. I can't remember now. Um but he had like a press conference and he was basically like asked about how he was dealing with this and he's like yeah I'm... oh they're the san jose Barracuda. Oh, of course of course but he's like yeah i'm fine with it um you know i don't really know i'm i didn't know anyone had any problems with me on the team i don't think anybody does blah 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 and i was just like dude what i mean i don't know what i'm 
want you to say in this but scenario, not but it's like you're, you're going to play like dumb and be like, no, everything's fine. And then there's also TikTok video of him allegedly pointing an allegedly, allegedly. loaded gun at his ex-girlfriend. Uh, and it's like, oh man, you don't understand that wasting all your money away and being bankrupt and then betting on game allegedly betting on NHL games and also like being abusive allegedly to your ex-girlfriend <laughs> all alleged. also um, being a flaming piece of shit yeah, allegedly allegedly, allegedly being course. a terrible dirtbag human being I think it should be allegedly a van yeah Kane. that's his full name because I'm just like dude there's so much going on with you is this all just normal I guess this is normal in your life but like yeah. take a step back and hear what everyone's saying and maybe be like you know what maybe this is at least consider another perspective you know like I do kind of hope I don't know what kind of help he needs, but he needs help, and I hope he can find some way to get it. But right now, he does seem like a pretty big dirtbag, and it's just, it's not great. I don't know. You, They want to trade him somewhere, and you know that the way this league works, that someone will try and take him. Mm. Someone will be like, you know what? He'd be really good. Because uh, they're going to have to eat his salary, and they'll just tell themselves, yeah. we're getting a 30-goal score for $3.5 million. He'll be a great uh, great pickup at the deadline oh, for a playoff push. He'll be a push. fantastic Dallas star. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's, oh, that. that's an easy marriage. <laughs> uh, I, I can already see him in those atrocious Rick's bonus uh, will be jerseys. like, I'm the old man. Who can lay down the law with this young buck? Yeah, um, those two will get on. Oh yeah, like oil the, and water, baby. Right. Oil and water. <laughs> that's right, best friend. Just like nitroglycerin and fire, <laughs> just gonna go together, like uh, you know, sodium and chloride. So that's um, sweet, sweet sodium chloride. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the one I want. What is it? Is it nitrogen that like explodes in oxygen? I don't think so. Isn't there nitrogen in the atmosphere? Yeah, but it's already exploding. But it's exploding into my lungs. What's the one? Okay, in chemistry class, I know everybody Uh, did this. What's the one chemistry class bright flash fusion thing? Oh, no. I like how Google will tell you that. Yeah, I'm sure. I got your back, bro. (laughs) All right, I'm going to remove fusion because that distracted the search. Uh, Man, it's really disappointing me here. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to it. Folks out there, you know, it's some, it's, it's nitro, it's some. If you know chemistry, chemistry class, up. bright, flash, light. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, that was a light bulb, bro. That light bulb Elemental just went out. reaction. Let's try that. Light producing chemical reactions. We're getting there. This is a whole thing. We're reading through a research paper. Oh, this is a whole research paper, baby. Uh, magnesium, magnesium oxide, maybe. I don't know. We're giving up. We're giving up. Uh, so yeah. Um, dihydrogen monoxide. That's right. I don't know what it is. People out there will know. I, this is now you're, you go, you guys are now learning why I got a C in honors chemistry. So, C for chemistry. That's right. I thought it was spelled with a K, which is part of why I got a C. Um, not great. It was not. It was not great. Who did you have for honors chemistry? Milligram. It oh, was okay. a disaster. <laughs> Listen, 
former, uh, maybe current, Parkway South football coach and science teacher Robert Villagram is listening to this podcast. I got nothing but respect for you. But you failed me. But it was <laughs> you let down this student. I've, I'm, I lead a very successful life and don't think about honors chemistry at all, but you let me down. Um, it was... It was one of those things, in my recollection of things, which is not the truth. I will, I will tell you outright, is almost certainly not the truth. Easy due to heavy drug my, use. My parents went to student conferences, and I had like a D in chemistry, which I didn't have, Ian. So they came home to report to me that I had this terrible grade, and I had no idea. And so apparently I had like I had a sick day or something and I missed some like lab mm. experiment and in my memory they told me he was like oh they kind of laughed it off and they were like oh he just said you can go make it up and get it back and fix it and whatever and then I went back like the very next ACK lab or whatever the first time I could get in there and said hey can I make those labs up and he was like no you can't make those labs up that's my memory of things again I want to clarify 100% fiction <laughs> I am sure it is not that simple or i waited too long or something 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 mr villagram total pos yeah that's right uh this is that's is an anti-villagram podcast guy he could listen he was a sports fan he's great i have no problems with him (laughs) hey sports fans (laughs) jeez oh geez he's listening right now this cast turned it on he just came in right now retire they just say villagram retire you hear me oh boy he's Forty year old ass. Yeah, I was gonna say he's probably like forty five now. Let's talk about uh, the St. Louis Blues, who should also retire. Retire. Uh, I don't even do we even want to talk about the Chicago game. Talk about the Chicago game. I didn't see much of it. Oh, I didn't see any of it. Why? Why didn't you see any of it? What was this? Uh, This was the Thanksgiving matinee. Yeah, this is during the day. Yeah, I don't do day games. I watched most of this in a bar. Uh, <laughs> I oh, I remember why I didn't see dinner. this. I watched it. I was at a bar to watch this game, and then found out it was on ESPN Plus. And of course, this was uh, Joey V, so they don't like streaming ESPN Plus. Because why, if you were a sports bar, would you just have ESPN Plus? That's Fucking insane. Retire, Joey V's. <laughs> Joey V's. Listen, Joey V's. I will dagger on this podcast all day, every day. I've never had anything but good experiences when I'm there, which is rarely because they've got lines out the door all the time and no ESPN Plus. They don't got the money for that. So I didn't see much of this. Apparently we missed a Pavel Buchnevich goal because ESPN Plus didn't come to the game fast enough. Is that accurate? Uh, So sorry about that. I will say I am, I kind of hate the NHL streaming stuff but I've also seen some takes that are like way too critical. Oh, some people are being real sad. Where I'm like, why is the NHL doing this? And I'm like, why is the NHL partnering with the most iconic sports platform in the world? Right. I think I know. <laughs> they're like, know? I can't believe this and is also, only on ESPN Plus. I'm like, they're not putting it on ESPN, bro. Yeah, and also on top of that, because of money is why. Yeah, right. You know, like that's the one thing I sort of do get. Yeah, I'm like, are they going to make more money broadcasting this on just ESPN Plus? Mm -hmm. Or are they going to make more money broadcasting it over something else like college football or college basketball or NASCAR or anything? Any of those things even. Any of those more popular Yeah, it's like, uh, no. So they're going to put you on ESPN Plus exclusively. You're going to be thankful for it. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, so, yeah, I don't really have a lot of problem with that. I have more problems with the blackout stuff, which, you know, we can talk about some other time. But anyway, Buchnevich... Do not like. Buchnevich scored, who you're holding a very lovely graded rookie autograph right. hockey card of. So, you know, because I'm a nerd. Um, but he's, uh, he's, he's the best blue. He's the number one blue... Uh, he's the he's the bluebee of the <laughs> you win the bluebee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ivan Barbashev scored after him, making it two to nothing, and it felt like nothing could go wrong, but it did. Jujar Kara scored in the second. Brandon Hagel scored late in the third, and Alex DeBrincat iced it away in overtime to give us a three-two collapse oh. of a loss. Oh, that's right. That OT sucked because we actually, like most of our OTs. Had very good possession of the puck for the longest time. We turned it over. This was their first and only shot on goal, and they scored. Yep. And it was an instant. I mean, I get it's three on three, but it was like insta two on one. <laughs> and it just oh, it freaking sucked. I hated it so much. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was not good. I like to bring Cat. He's the only Blackhawk right, I do like. Right. I agree. But screw him. He can go down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, this is what I say about the only Blackhawk I, I like. Do like. Uh, he is the only Blackhawk I would wear. <laughs> uh, the um, Corsi 4 Blackhawks won the battle. Expected goals, expected goal percentage, high danger chances were even, etc., etc. Pretty even game. We just lost it. But the Blackhawks are bad. So right. this is the second game we've lost? So that's just the first, right? This is the first. We won the other game like shut one out. nothing. That right? was the Huso shutout. Right. The Huso shutout. Who's that out? The Ville... No. Who's so? Yeah. Who's ho? Who's ho? Indeed. <laughs> That's our Ville Who's so? Let's not talk bad about him. Not this week. Uh, any any final thoughts about that game? Um, O2 sucks. And <laughs> matinee games suck. I think we play Florida in a matinee game on Saturday. It's oh, like it's that's going, that's it's, extra bad. It's going down for real. someone will be injured. Someone a key piece will be injured. Like no offense, I don't wish this on anybody, but somebody like a Jordan Cairo, yeah. like Tim Fib, <laughs> and it's old, and it's lights out. Tim yeah, Tim Fib, <laughs> Tim both of them. You know what both it is? Compound <laughs> fracture. <laughs> Um, I don't want that. Uh, I don't want it. It people, is happening. People got the shivers at home, and I'm so sorry. Uh, but I'm just saying, a matinee game against that, Florida. If you ever saw a compound? Oh no, 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 no. I mean, I saw one not that, for me. Thanks. I saw one in that Easter. That was it around Easter. It was around Easter. <laughs> you saw one in the crucifixion. No, Easter, no, because probably. I was trying to figure out. I forget that Easter moves around and everything with the moon and such. Uh, no, it was during like March Madness. This dude jumped up. I forget the guy's name. I can't remember the. I can't remember the the school either. It was like in twenty Xavier or something like that. Or something uh-huh. a long time ago. This dude just did a regular jump shot, and, and when he landed. came down, it was like they figured out there was like a tumor in his leg or something, or you know something that kind of uh-huh. like made the bone brittle, and it like oh. it kind of popped out a little. No, no, and no, I no, I, no, I no, didn't no, watch no, on no, replay, no, Stephen. No, I watched no, it happen no. in real life. Oh no, 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 and it was like. You can't do that to somebody. I know no one could have warned me, but you gotta warn me. No, those are on a delay. You could blur it or something. Oh no, 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 no! I remember they showed the bench react, and the bench like runs away. They don't even run to this guy. They're like, no, go, go, go! Who had that? Who had one of them? Edmondson. 
Edmonton Oak compound. Yeah, sure. that's where that's where the joke yeah, was okay. born. That's, what I that's where we first first done learned about it. Okay, so anyways, Matinee <sighs> games suck, and yeah, uh, we're getting blitzed. Yeah, we're getting blitzed. <laughs> uh, and Jordan Cairo, be well. <laughs> be well. I'm gonna wrap yourself up. I'm gonna put you in a cocoon of health. Mm-hmm. A cocoon of Harden. That's right. Harden. Harden Metapod. Ooh, the most sexual of. of uh, have you ever seen that one? Have one? you ever seen the the screenshot of like Smeagol attacks where it's like, oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta, I'll find it somewhere. Oh, no. You start talking about this Columbus Blues game. Oh boy, Columbus Blue Jackets were in town on Saturday. First of all, what is the Smeagol? Smeagol. There's like a Smeagol. Smeagol. Okay. The one with like a paint tail. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it's that one. All right, all right. So play going. on Smeagol? Is that Smeagol, like a Lord of the Rings yeah. reference? Probably, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, but he's also schmearing. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets game. They were in town against the Blues on this past Saturday, November 27th. And a Blues victory. Um, Huso was in net for this game. First period, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner with his 10th goal of the season. <laughs> it's a power play goal. Steven is dying. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even want to see. Don't ruin Pokemon for me. That that one stays. That one stays silent and off the podcast. You're not gonna read this to the people. Oh no. I'd say tweet it out, but don't tweet it out either. Folks, just type in Smeargle into uh, Google and go to the the images. Well, I did, I did type Smeargle sexual attack. Oh, no. Okay. Folks, don't I remember do that. This meme, I, apo- okay? I apologize. I apologize. This is not... I want a watch list. I want every watch list there yeah. is. I apologize, oh, folks. Oh, God. Oh, This Lord. is getting the E for explicit and X for pornography. <laughs> Oh, this is NSFW content. You we were supposed right to save this for our other podcast. <laughs> the other two guys won cup podcast. Yeah, that was for the other podcast. <laughs> this one's not smut. This yeah, one this is not, not smut. smut. You got to get that but shit that somewhere one, else. At that low, low price point, that can be smut. <laughs> but this one, this one is not allowed to be smut. This one's free too, but classy free. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Austin Matthews is a free agent in 31 months, by the way. <laughs> so, you know. That does sound very soon. Hang when in you there. say it like that. Hang in there, Coyotes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that they're moving now. Yeah, right? we didn't even get to that. They're I mean, going, they're not, They're but going they are. to Houston for the 14th time. Uh, oh, boy. All right. All right. I really feel bad for not reading those to the to the people no don't <laughs> feel don't bad want. folks I you didn't want them to read you it you didn't want it nope you didn't want those uh those words in your ear hole um yeah just hard pivot back to the blue jackets game just a hard pivot how hard <laughs> harden <laughs> that's one of them i'll get that one away for free oh boy all right all right bump, bump and move bump and move go ahead <laughs> Go ahead, stick and move. Uh, Let's do it. Boone Jenner, captain of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in the first period, gets his 10th goal of the season, tips it in past Huso. Blues actually have some really good chances at the end of this period, but nothing to show for it. 
But they take off like a rocket in the second period. Bushnevich with his seventh goal of the season, assisted by Tarasenko. Tarasenko takes a skate behind the jacket's net, comes out the other side, passes the puck in the slot to Bushnevich for the backdoor tap-in. You know, one of the things I like about Pavel Bushnevich is the fact that he scores goals in a lot of different ways. He's not like a wrister guy, not a slap shot guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a tipping in front of the net guy. He's all of that. He's a he's a Swiss Army knife. He's all that and more. He's a Russian With Army knife. Bag of chips. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Ivan Barbashev gets in on the scoring less than a minute later. Uh, for his sixth goal of the season, Sunquist slaps the puck on goal and Corpusello makes the save. Corpusello cannot control the rebound, though, and Barbashev beats his defender to loose puck, swats the puck in over Corpusello's shoulder for the goal. And then about 14 minutes later, towards the end of the period here, Cairo gets his ninth goal of the season. O'Reilly gains his own, passes the puck to a streaking Cairo. Cairo's in all alone, backhand, forehand, slides the puck under Corpusello's pad. Probably one Corpusella should have had. It wasn't the cleanest goal by Cairo, but it's a goal nonetheless. And the Blues are up 3-1. And the game's over. Just kidding. Adam Boquist <laughs> in the third period. He's pretty good. I don't know why uh, the Blue or the Blue Jackets, why the Chicago Blackhawks traded him. I mean, I know why. They wanted Seth Jones so, so, so bad. But why did they want Seth Jones? Yeah, right. Because They, they had an Adam Boquist. Because he was shiny, and that's what they wanted. Boquist scores on the power play. Justin Falk goes on to score. Four minutes later, Tarasenko drops the puck to Thomas. Thomas hits Fox with an amazing cross-ice pass and fire Fox a wicked wrister right over the glove of Corpusalo. This was a uh, quite the pass from Thomas through like two or three Blue Jackets defenders. That guy has a laser of a pass. We've seen it before. We seem to see it consistently now in these games. He's somehow leveled up even further. <laughs> I mean, honestly, him and Kairou... I I was slightly worried. I was slightly worried. Maybe not so much about Cairo given last season, but Thomas for sure was like, you're definitely good. You're not bad. You're an NHL player, but are you going to be what we thought you were going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's year and, four. I don't know. And this season, it's like, oh, you're more than I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you took a jumper. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're very, 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 very good. Uh, and I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I could say I'd be surprised by Thomas, given all the hype around him, uh, you know, a year or two after we drafted him. But I am I'm quite surprised with his performance thus far. Bushnevich gets another goal this game, his eighth, and this goal is hot. Uh, Tarasenko keeps the puck in the zone right at the blue line, backhands it to Bushnevich. Bushnevich gets it over to Thomas. It's a two-on-one. Thomas waits and waits and waits and gets the puck back over to Bushnevich. Right at the goal line, Corpusello kind of reaches out his, his left pad or his, to try and stop it. There's still a gap there, and Bushnevich was able to tuck it in. It was it was a very, very nice tic-tac-toe play. Oh, I love the tic-tac-toe. I never win it. It's too complicated. <laughs> too complicated. You're always putting triangles in there. That's like no one... That's People not always a, tell me that's, that's not, not a allowed. Shape. But... You can't do that. Oh, it is a shape. I mean, but, you put, it, you, but you put it on the whole thing. You no. just make a triangle around the, the you know hash mark, and it's like, that's... That's not how you play uh, it? That's not... No. Oh, okay. I thought you just, like, walled it in. Walled it in. I did it. I solved your riddle. This is why that puzzle was so hard for you uh, in that video game. You just don't understand that's puzzles. Right. Which tic tac toe isn't? It's not even a puzzle. <laughs> it's just a maybe, game. Maybe that game wasn't a puzzle either. Maybe I just uh, needed to walk through a couple of doors. It's just a door. It's just right. a door. You just didn't have the key. Uh, that's right. Ivan Barbashev scores the seventh of the season. It's all Russians all the time, baby, in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, sad tips of pass from Preko into the zone. 
into Barbashev, who's in all alone. He risks a shot over the pad and under the blocker of Corpusalo. Adam Boquist gets a late goal, uh, and the Blues win 6-3. It was a refreshing win because uh, we just don't win that often anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It was refreshing by virtue of not being alive. Yeah, right. Oh, how new and great. Uh, Blues outshoot the Blue Jackets 33-27. They lose in the face-offs 46% to 54%. Our um, PK is not looking so great. It was 2-for-4. This game, we were 0 for 2 on the power play. I believe our PK is like 20th in the league right now, which is... Uh, not so good. Not great. Um, 17 blocks to their 5. 6 giveaways to their 8. We domin- dominate them. We barely <laughs> dominate them in the Corsi 4 with 51%. Uh, we out-danger chance them in the high-danger chance areas of 13 to 6. It was uh, in 2.5 to 1.57 goals for or expected goals for these russians are on and then i wrote something in russian because i translated it and i believe it's fire i don't know how you say fire in russian but if i had to guess it would be orohib even though none of those (laughs) are english letters so it's probably not an o-r-o-h and a b it's probably different yeah i'm gonna say it's orohib Orahub. They sure look Orahub. Yep, they sure Tapachenko. do. Um, it was a good game. Blue Jackets, who are kind of a middling team, are doing a little bit better than I thought they would this season. So to beat them isn't isn't a small it's feat. A clutch win, especially when you lose. Anyways, is Boone Jenner the now the captain? Yes, he's the captain. Blue Jackets. Wow, what a long way he's come. Their captaincies are interesting. Yeah, who'd they have before this? Was Nick Polina. That's right. And before that. Brandon Dubinsky, maybe? Is he still around? No. No. Yes? He's on, like, LTIR, maybe, or something? Brandon Oh, Rick Nash. He was probably the captain for a while there. Blue Jackets. Captain. Yeah, what's this up? He is an American former professional ice hockey player. He's from Anchorage, Alaska. Before Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno was captain until... From 2015 until last year. Then there was a three-year gap of no captain. Then it was Rick Nash for a couple years. Then it was Adam Foote, apparently, for two years. And Luke Richardson and Adam Foote shared it. And then Ray Whitney and then Lyle Odeline was the first captain. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. Says Dubinsky. Uh, what ooh. the heck's that's going on out there? <laughs> it says in October 2017, Dubinsky was stripped of his A by head coach John Tortorella and was given to defenseman Jack Johnson. Oh, uh, so sad. What is NHL head coach's obsessions with Jack Johnson? I know, right? I guess he hasn't played since uh, 1819. You don't. Jack Johnson hasn't? Uh, no, Dubinsky. Oh, Dubinsky. You don't understand, GM. We're one Jack Johnson away from having Jack Johnson on this team. We need him. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good victory for the Blues in this one. And I mean, what they had lost to Chicago, and then prior to that, hadn't they just lost to like Detroit? Uh huh. Yeah. So it had been a bad stretch. Ryan Hartman took ten shots on goal tonight. He's their goal-scoring leader, I think. Yeah, and apparently Minnesota. he's like just a free friggin' firing friggin' shooter. Let's look about all players in the league and see who's leading the shots on goal category because he's got to be. Uh, it's Kyle Connor, Alex Ovechkin, Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, 
Vili Huso, Nikolai Ehlers. Did you say Vili Huso? Vili Huso. Where did that come from? William Nylander was the name I read when my brain said Vili wow. Huso. Say Vili Huso there. William Nylander, uh, Nikolai Ehlers, Jake Gensel, Vladimir Tarasenko, Connor McDavid. This wasn't as exciting as I thought. Evan Rodriguez is in 12th, Fiala Kaprasov, and then Chitrin and Hartman are in like 13th but hartman now jumped probably like half of those people with a 10 shot night so i'm always intrigued by players like him where they're like good but not good enough to stick on a team but then all of a sudden like they'll find themselves at like like age 30 right but is he good is this like a um max domi situation where he has like one great season and then he's like bad again or is it like a a david matt carpenter david prawn sort of thing right I don't know. It's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'd be Columbus. <laughs> Awkward transition out of that discussion. Um, then we saw a game that featured the birth of uh, Craig Bennington before mm. we saw the death of Craig Bennington today. And also the birth of uh, that one guy's son, Stephen Stamkos, yeah? Oh, His yeah, the literal birth of remember. their child. Uh, in the birth of Logan Brown in the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, lots of birds. Um, nope. No. <laughs> Don't like that. That's not the title. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. I can see to that that it's not. Unless it is. It could be. Well, I'll write it down on it your handy dandy. <laughs> you know, see, I'm, I'm reading what you're writing. Uh, you shouldn't be reading that. It's private notes. It's <laughs> my private notes. This game started, <laughs> started out with three goals in five and a half minutes. That was funny, wasn't uh, it? It was really a big old was, joke. Yeah, it was. It was pretty sad. Jordan Biddington wished, he, wished he'd had some of his private notes uh, in the crease there Sorelli scored it was an it was a mess Bennington made a nice save on Taylor Radish Hedman got the puck and shot the rebound of the puck and the puck went sky high off Kyrie's stick and no one knew where it was except for Radish who swatted out of the air the puck hits the post bounces under Bennington and Sorelli pokes the puck from under Bennington and into the net uh it was uh, not good. It was not good. This was this was the first, first, the first of three of, bad goals. Yeah. First of two bad. I was goals. like the first of two like weird unfortunate goals. I heard people trying to say three, and I was like, the second one is just like a regular goal. Yeah, let's don't lump like, it in. Yeah, that's just a power boy goal. Uh, Scotty Perunovic made a nice pass to Sunquest there in the middle. He's looking good. He's mm-hmm. maturing. He's getting there. He is. He's getting better. He looks confident he's, in the he's, NHL. He's beautiful, but he's <laughs> Uh Corey Perry scores on the power play. Now you know why they gave him a two-year contract. You still don't. That's mm, a joke. You have bad. no idea. Um, Killorn, one time the pass from Heaven. The puck went off Sorelli and then the left post, and Barry shot the rebound into the net. It was a little weird, but it wasn't a bad goal. Mm-hmm. The third one was a bad <laughs> goal. Eric Cernak gets the goal, his first of the season, assisted by Radish and Colton. Uh, he fired the puck into the blue zone along the right boards. It took a funny hop and ends up at Bennington's feet and into the net. Uh, the anti-Benites around the league rejoiced. Was there some of that? I bet there Oh, was. there was I a lot of people it. that were like, I love that this happened to Bennington. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so much of that. Uh, <laughs> did Butchacross say he's done it again? I, yeah. I just, 
That was guy, he just meant scoring a goal or like I don't even know a man. weird goal. Lucha Gross, I kind of like because he's not he's not Doc. He's a little different. He mm-hmm. just kind of like sort of sort of speaks. He doesn't free- know the players' names. Yeah, he doesn't know the players' names. He kind of just sort of speaks freely about the game. Did he talk about chicken parm for like a long? time? Oh, I'm time? sure he always does. It's like his thing. Oh, he loves chicken yeah, parm. Yeah. He took a picture of chicken parm in his like farewell St. Louis post. Yeah. So I didn't know. He loves chicken parm. Oh, he's a big chicken parm I'm fan. I'm kind of like, dude, that's that's your th- that's, that's your, your food. thing. That's your thing is chicken parm. I actually had chicken parm last night. Yeah, I made it. it it's a crappy. Version. Did you want it to be your thing for no? Time? Of course not. Hashtag Absolutely chicken not. parm. <laughs> Hashtag chicken parm is my thing. It's Hashtag my keep your hands off my chicken parm. Um, yeah, it was just weird. Like I don't know why I was like, he's like, he's done it again, and I was like, but I was like, Bennington didn't let in a shitter like just recently. But is that what your thing is like? He's done it again. He's let in another goal because he did switch real quick to like, oh, they need to put Huso in. They're probably going to be putting Huso in now. And I remember thinking maybe they will, but I was like, but none of these are really like his fault. And that yeah. was kind of weird. I saw people really trying to argue hard that Bennington was tracking the puck correctly, but was like. I don't know what their Just argument was. There, yeah, it was like, oh, he saw it the whole way, but he like also decided fuck it and let it. Like, I don't know what their, I don't know what the argument was. They're like, yeah, he saw it the whole way, so he's a bad goalie. And I'm like, huh? No, what? he's a bad goalie, independent. of You can watch the replay, and he's literally like looking behind him yeah. until the last second. When he's like, where's the puck? That's not where it would normally be. Oh, I see. In the net. <laughs> As he like looks down, like I don't know. I get it. I totally get it. It's a funny, weird goal. If he was like another goalie, I'd dunk on him too. Like, I understand. But I don't know why your description was so funny, but it was. I just don't understand why people are like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, mm, you idiots. Yeah. I literally think this happens to every goalie in the NHL. Oh, like, for at sure. least once. Two or three times in a long career, of course. Um, but the yeah. puck, it's a rubber. It's like vulcanized rubber bouncing yeah. around ice and plexiglass. Of course, it's going to take weird hops and do weird crap all the time. Uh, I did think the game was over. Oh, it at this was point. over for yeah. sure. Yeah, I turned I it think off. I even tweeted. I said, like, so do you think, do people think that the Blues will score four goals while keeping the defending Stanley Cup champions scoreless for the rest of the game? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just said, we'll see. That's the question. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, just spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I was still right. They oh, only scored three yeah, goals. Technically so. right. Technically so right is the best kind of right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's what I here's what I don't here's what I'm interested in. I don't know because I have friends in in states where betting is legal, uh-huh. and someone foolishly sent me a couple of lines on the Blues game, and they were like, "Which of these bets is the likeliest to catch?" And the over under after the three goals was six point five, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Take the under," which was the favored thing was the over, and I said, "Take the under because we're not." we're not getting back in this game and I don't think they're going to just dump on us. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be boring from here on out. So I don't know. I technically, I have no idea if that counts as the under or the over with a shootout. I assume it's the over because they're going to, you know, screw you over. But like, technically, they didn't score six goals, six and a half goals. They technically scored six and then they won 
Right. But it's recorded as four to three because of the shootout, right? So, Correct. But they don't give anyone that right. goal. So I don't know. I don't know what he cashed. I bet he didn't. I know he didn't. I know. That's my favorite thing about the shootout where they'll say, like, this is an integral part of, like, the game. Like, we don't want to remove it. And I'm like, okay, then give someone a goal for the victory. And they're like, well, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because the shootout doesn't count yeah and i'm like so is it like a big part of your game <laughs> or do you not give a shit just you know just trying to figure out how you feel about it nhl it's weird that they don't like even track shootout goals they do on DraftKings. if you get a shootout goal on DraftKings, you get a point but not on the... DraftKings better than the yeah, nhl better than the nhl better than your mother better than everyone <laughs> i love DraftKings. no I'm kidding. this has been steven's uh, betting <laughs> corner <laughs> steven's betting corner uh ryan o'reilly fourth goal of the season what are you thinking at this point we get a goal we come back right out of the second we're hot we score a girl early how are you feeling um good i mean good when they when butchagrass was like oh that you know they've got life here come the blues and we're like eh, i don't say that but also it's pretty early i mean as much as i thought this game was over i also thought like we actually looked really good for most of the first period barring those three goals mm-hmm. and it was early and part of me is like you know if the blues were in this situation <laughs> i don't know if i'd believe that they'd win the game still and so i was like you know maybe we can do this and lord knows if i turn this game off they will win somehow but if i watch the whole game it'll be four which nothing. did you do i watched it oh. i'm surprised that, i'm surprised that i got to see this victory i'm pretty um with one goal early in the second i did have some hope i'll be honest okay. i was Good. i turned around a little bit kairu uh with a stop and start move to shake the lightning defender he drew two more lightning players to him because he's very good at hockey. And he then passed the puck across the slot to a wide-open O'Reilly, who dusted off and shot it up over the walker of Elliot. Kiddles, Brian Elliott was the opposing goalie in this game. Damn, the squeaky tail. You ever think about how Brian Elliott like, holds like most of our goaltending records? records yeah. And you're kind of like, that's amazing, but also a little sad. No, oh, it's definitely sad. I, Bennington's going to have them all by the end. If he can get some more shutouts, he's got to pick up his... Brian Owen's shutout streak was insane. He had 25 in five years, and Bennington had a bunch in his first year and has been slow ever since. Brian Elliott's like career save percentage, like a 925. For here, yeah. Yeah. It was a 925, and I think it was a 208 goal against I was telling my fiancé that I'm like, this guy... No, maybe it was 230. It might have been 230. I was telling my fiancé, I'm like, this guy on their team, who was their backup, used to be our starter... But, but he, he shouldn't was, have been. But he, he was only our starter. He was only our starter. He was never a starter anywhere else because when he tried to be, he was bad at it. And she's like, so was he good here? I'm like, oh, he was very good. And then somehow he wasn't good before or after that. It wasn't a 208 goals against average. It was 201. This man had a 201 goals against Ooh. average over 181 games in five seasons with the Blues. Good God. Holy man. crap. I do kind of look back at some of our old teams, and I know we'll kind of joke and be like, we thought this team could win the cup. But uh-huh. sometimes I'm like, yeah, I feel like we kind of, we could have. Yeah, I feel like we could have freaking done it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so, like, good for him. I'm glad he's yeah. made a career. And, you know, he's he's got 500 games under his belt now, 460 starts. Dang. 258 wins. So, you know, he's pretty good. 42 shutouts, which pushed him just south of Tukarask's 50. 
Really? Which I happen to know on the top of my head. You might have, Tuka Rask might have one or two more since I learned that. But Rask and Halak were very close for a long time, and they were both like, I don't know, 20th all time or something. But um, anyway, I'll stop talking about random goalie stats I know. Um, yeah, so little hope with the Ryan O'Reilly goal. Three minutes later, though... Big oh hope. baby, big, big hope. hope, big player. It's Logan Brown. We're on the Logan Brown train, baby. We're Logan Brown stands mm-hmm. on this podcast. The guy so good at hockey that even when the team has eleven forwards, he can still only muster eight minutes a night. Sunquist entered the Tampa zone and dropped the puck off to Brown. Sunquist, not to be uh, ignored here, made a gorgeous and. Probably illegal play <laughs> on whoever the uh, lightning defenseman was there to like swat their stick away and like clear it out of the path of the shot. Mm-hmm. And so Brown has a wide open shooting lane. Uh, Elliot's probably screened a little bit, but he shoots it right over uh, Bennington Elliot's left pad. Uh, it was awesome to see him get his first goal at home. I really, it's hard to figure out what his future is here. I wrote. An article today, go check it out, thehockeywriters.com, about how uh, Logan Brown really does have a chance with all these injuries and all the COVID stuff to, like, earn a spot on this team and, like, prove his value and try and stay up here. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially since I assume he'll have to clear waivers to go back down. Right. Um, You know, if he can prove that he can be the everyday, like, fourth-line center winger type guy... You know, and maybe kill a penalty or, you know, do a couple other things. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. Obviously, we got to, you know, we'll be thinking about the 30 games thing and keeping that pick or whether we want to give up on the pick or whatever. But, um, you know, I, he's he's had two pretty good games, I would say, for all things considered. Yeah, and yeah. Really cool to see Jeff Brown there celebrating along with him and a uh, good moment for him. So, you know, even if he doesn't ever become a blues legend, that was an awesome moment. And he's got that forever. Right. Uh, third period, Ivan Barbashev, one in, minutes and 11 seconds in, ties the game. Varunovich skated around the lightning player at the point. He passed the puck through the high slot to Barbashev for the one-timer. And Barbie scores. Varunovich is very good. Ivan Barbashev is a revelation. He is this year's Ivan Barbashev mm-hmm. and this year alone's Ivan Barbashev. He has finally arrived. Last year's, last year's, last year's, last year's Ivan Barbashev is a thing of the past. Yeah, be damned. As you might imagine from that name but um yeah really nice i mean him him i think didn't we have a question uh in our like big bold predictions question at the start of the season like will barbashev have 20 or 30 points or something Mm -hmm. and we both took the under uh and we're gonna be wrong i think whatever it was so shout out to the question asker i think he's had i think he has more goals now than he had all last season yeah i'm sure and way less games too yeah yeah he's he's been sensational um and getting you know some power play time now getting a lot of rolls he's he's doing really well uh we hold on to the game a little little nervy i would say late in the third but we hold on to the tie game get a point from a game we arguably didn't deserve one in Cairo took a hooking call but the blues were able to kill the four on three in overtime bennington made some big saves to keep the team in it and then it went to a short shootout where ryan o'reilly was the only 
player to score a goal. Uh, and as we alluded to earlier, John Butchergross shouts out the big win from Craig Bennington, which is obviously a portmanteau of our head coach's name and our goalie's name, but it's still pretty funny. A, a what? A portmanteau. It's like when you... Just, like just say word. combination. No, because there's a word for it. Don't I'm you, Stephen? Sure. I'm with you though, because I say words that uh-huh. I don't even think are that big, and I get people <laughs> daily being like, "You know what? Why don't you just say this other thing?" I'm like, "You know what? Because I like some spice in my life. Yeah, I like to have a little flourish. That's right. That's how I am. Also, famous examples of portmanteaus would be more motel or brunch. It's like when one two words become. Oh, so I guess technically it would have to be like Crinning <laughs> but we're gonna go with it I'm gonna, count it. I'm gonna count it anyway so um so what's the word for portmanteau you know a word that's from another language word, that we import and uh, we just use? there is, there, there is a, word for, a word for that uh I'll try to figure like it out like deja vu <laughs> they're all French it's pretty yeah. much all French oh yeah for sure uh, I'll try to figure that out while you talk about this game a little bit. This game, I guess we can go through some of the stats here. Blues and Lightning, same shots on goal, 33-33. Blues get the face-off wins, 53%. Both teams are 1-3 for three in the power play. Stats are pretty even, actually, across the board. Corsi 4, uh, Blues had 49%. Pretty even still there. Uh, High-danger chances were for the Lightning, 13-7. to seven. Uh, expected goals were for the Lightning, 2.3 to 1.93. After some fluky early goals, Bennington shut the door. I thought Bennington actually looked really good in this game. Um, I mean, he he looked lights out for the rest of the game. I'm glad they kept him in. I was a little... That was a big... We've been kind of hard on Craig Berube. That was a very good decision by him. Right. Um, Nice work there. No, yeah, I think they were talking about... It looked like they were talking about it on the bench and... I'm glad they stuck with them. Um, you know, you want to show some confidence in your in your goalie. I thought it was very interesting that his comments after the game, Bennington's, where he basically said, like, he was hearing it from the fans and he doesn't mind that. He was like, yeah, they were kind of on me, but I don't really mind that. You know, they they want the best and I got to, you know, give more. And I was like, you know what? I, I like hearing that. I like that you can understand the booze a little bit. Um, I don't know why you're booing him necessarily in this case because you saw these freaking <laughs> fluky goals, but whatever. That's fine, but I'm glad that that's kind of his mentality. Uh, I also thought Falk looked really good in this game, which is too bad because now he has COVID. Um, <laughs> but I thought he was flying. Like I, Man, sometimes when he's on top of his game, I look at this and I go, dude, this is... I don't think he's a number one defenseman, but I'm like, on, on this team, he's clearly the number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um I thought he looked really good. He was making some super quick passes. Seemed like he was all over the ice. We talked about Barbashev already. He's like an absolute Russian army knife. Uh, him and Bushnevich. I feel like a lot of these guys, even Tarasenko, who hasn't quite got the scoring touchback, but like I feel like they're all contributing in different ways at the same time. They've just been very fun to watch, uh, most of our players, but especially these Russian guys. And then we kind of talked about it earlier, but Butchagras is just such like an odd commentator. He doesn't really <laughs> call what's happening on the ice. Yeah. He more just comments on it like a fan sitting behind you because he'd be like, oh, here's a breakaway. Ooh, ooh, what a save. And he'll be like, yeah, he's going to pass it over there. Oh, I guess he's not actually. And I'm like, interesting. I don't know. This isn't bad. It's just uh, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's different. I, I wish, and this is not a shot at... Um, 
Emily Kaplan, who I think is great, but I wish they'd pair him with like a little more of a heavy. I don't. I'm not trying to say she's not a heavyweight because she's really. There's three people in their booth anyway. Well, right? she's, so she's, she's like, between the benches, right? So like, I wish the color or whatever. I think it was AJ Molesta. Yeah, I wish they put oh, yeah. a little more. Or maybe just a more experience there to kind of steer the conversation back towards, yeah, well, this is a hockey game that's happening, you know, and stuff like that. I think he probably needs that. I think Malesko and uh, Kaplan are both great in their own context, but they don't necessarily need to be carrying around uh, Bucci. Chicken Parm. You know, yeah, Who Chicken Parm. Isn't boy. Chicken Parm actually, what's his name? The the. The other guy that's more between the benches for like Canadian games, Ray Ferraro. Is I that... believe they call him Chicken oh, Parm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I believe you. Yeah. Chicken. What is it with yeah. hockey and Chicken Apparently. Parm? Uh, oh, Ferraro was often referred to as Chicken Parm by Boutergras. Oh. After an what accident with Chicken Parmesan moments before going on the air. Wow. So this is like just. Okay, <laughs> sure. Oh, fantastic. If I hear anything else about chicken parm, it's going to be tied to these two people, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Every chicken parmesan thing you ever hear from now on uh, is... I'm be. hungry. I know. Good chicken parm is good. I mean, I'll give it that. But uh, So, yeah, John Boutigross, uh left St. Louis. Jordan Bennington also left the St. Louis Blues. Uh, John Boutigross is 56. Dude, you look way younger than that. Um, or he behaves way that. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, Tampa Bay, we go to Tampa Bay. This was going to be a tough series anyway, but Jordan Bennington goes on the COVID list uh, in the afternoon. Cap restrictions kept us from calling up Charlie Lindgren for this game. Mm. Uh, so he was going to meet the team in Florida, which is weird because, like, couldn't he still meet them in Tampa? And then no, go, no, no. No, no, that's not how it works. I mean, I know Florida's Tampa is in Florida, but he was going to meet him like, at the Panthers Stadium. I'm going to stop talking. Um, I, I saw something where LaCorex said that. He's like, they're going to play the two Florida teams, Tampa Bay and Florida. And I was like, say Panthers in yeah, this case. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, and um, so as a result, Kyle Conan is your St. Louis Blues emergency backup goalie or e-bug. He did not feature in this game. Very disappointing. So Andre Palat scored early, and I thought it was over. Once again, <laughs> I assumed that we were screwed. Uh, it was a wacky-tacky goal. There was some luck. There were some blocked shots. I think there was a little bit of bad puck luck. Uh, going against the Blues, but um, ultimately it's a goal, and a goal is a goal, and a goal is a goal is a goal. And I assumed it would be like 4 or 5 nothing before we even blinked our eyes, uh, but it wasn't. And 14 minutes into the second period, it was still one nothing until Brandon Saad scored a goal. It was his first power play, uh, or it was his first power play. It was a power play <laughs> goal on what we should call the first power play unit. Uh, Robert Thomas is a wizard, man. This was another sensational mm. pass. What what Darren Pang said he calls the Philly play because it was something close Giroux and I guess Jacob Voracek used to do or somebody. Um, very nice. What a goal. Kid's spectacular. He's so good. He's a point-per-game. He's like an assist-per-game player. Mm. He's not even just a point-per-game player. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, 
was a power play goal scorer after a whole week high sticking call on Mikola. It was a follow through and it hit the guy in the midsection. I don't know how that was a high sticking yeah, call. Yeah, I think they had some creep Ruby quote where he pretty much said he hated that. It was like it was follow through, it was a weak call, shouldn't have got it. They score immediately. It's a goal that, you know, we want to be able to, or a penalty we want to be able to kill, but we shouldn't have to kill in the first place. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair. I'm not the guy that's like, blame the refs, but that blame the refs on that yeah. one. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a pivotal time. It's early in the third, too, so it's an important time in the game. Uh, Buchnevich on, we got a power play. You know, I think it was a legitimate call, but maybe a little bit of a makeup call. Uh, and the second power play unit got the first shift, and Perunovic caught the puck, just straight up caught it in midair as the, they lost the first faceoff, and during a clearing attempt, he caught it in midair. Uh, but they never lost the zone, but they, boy, sure did have an epidemic of overpassing. No shoots, no shoots, no you're shoots not, at You're all. not even doing the shoots. <laughs> You gotta shoot. Uh, finally, Buchnevich buried it uh, anyway, and um, it was a goal. It was a nice goal. Buchnevich, very good. How many goals do you think he finishes? What, 25? What's 30? he at right now? Nine? I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 26 oh okay spicy not that spicy but spicy uh and then Victor Hedman scored immediately it was not even a minute later assisted by Pat Maroon and then he scored again it's two great minutes for my later. fantasy team great for your fantasy team bad for everyone else it was uh yeah, disappointing it was a loss I expected but then we'd put ourselves in enough of a position to win that when we did lose it sucked. Was that basically your takeaway, too? Oh, yeah. And this, this Joe Pavelski deal, it's a sure thing now. <laughs> uh, good, good. I'm glad. You have triples of the Pavelski. I got now. triples. I drafted them three triples times of, in the same team. Got triples of the Pavelski, triples of the Spezza, and triples of the Cotter. He is very underrated. Yeah, that's true. I got to keep one uh, at home, you know, in pristine condition. Yeah, that's right. In case I scratch or ding up the other Joe Pavelski. <laughs> Um, we, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's a soggy loss, I think for sure. I think it stinks, especially on that call. Cause like if they don't, if you don't have that, then it's a tie game. Right. Uh-huh. And it just feels, it feels like you kind of got out of hand after that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, you didn't have, you don't have David Fryan. You don't have Tyler Bozak. Mm-hmm. You don't have Jordan Bennington. You don't have Justin Falk in like the eleventh hour. He yeah. he can't play. You you were already. We don't score a five on five goal. Yeah. I think we lost Oscar Sunquist in the third. Yeah, period. he only played like seven minutes. I think Baruby said he's fine, but it's also he's like he's got benched. But well, that's the other thing. I'm like, I guess. Did you do you just think the game's out of hand because like if you're not playing him, but he's fine. I don't know. I guess he's not fine. He's the weird in between. We didn't want to hurt him this game, but he'll be fine down the road. You know, he'll be fine on Saturday or whatever. But every it was just a tough go. I thought for Sonny. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, what the fuck does that mean, Craig? It's there's going to be. I think there's going to be games where he just doesn't feel like it's there for him with the surgeries and things like that. So it's just a read that I make, which that's sort of fine. Yeah. Except you have eleven forwards, right. and I'm that's gonna look I mean. it up. But I'm betting Logan Brown didn't hit nine minutes. That's so what I mean. so you basically have a freaking three lines, man. Yeah. 
Logan Brown played 918. Um, They're going to be gassed. They're yeah. just going to be freaking gassed. How many forwards do you think we have by 22 plus minutes? Five. It was only four. It oh, was, okay. But it was... Uh, we had four forwards play more minutes than our f- second most minuted defenseman. Really? Yeah. Nobody... Because we had seven out there. Wallman only played, but Wallman only played five twenty nine. Like, what the? What are you doing, Craig? That's what I was saying. Like, you are this is a down game, players, and you're taking this even is, more players out also, of the game. Also, like, listen, it's an eighty one game season, and this is a eighty two game season, and this is a game you're not gonna win. Like, good, we really we put up a fight, but you're going into the defending Stanley Cup champions after kind of embarrassing them in a come-from-behind victory, and you have no roster, you have an emergency backup goalie, your second most important defenseman you know, was taken out minutes before the game, so, so late that they had to delay the game so your other guy could get dressed, and you're going to overwork these guys? Of course they're going to be gassed, you know? And then when we've got a full roster and Braden Shin looks like crap and everybody's like, well, what's happening to Braden Shin? It's like the dude played 89 minutes in two games. I was going to say, so who was it? O'Reilly, Shen, Thomas... Who played over and Pavel Buchnevich? Oh, wow. Yeah, but like I thought, I mean, I honestly did think O'Reilly looked gassed, and then he made also, an error even, on a goal. Even still, Jordan Cairo only played sixteen. <laughs> so and I, I went out there too much. I don't understand. I do not understand. It does not compute. <sighs> I just think you're not going to be able to have that kind of strategy against, like, I mean, this is, Tampa's a good team, but against, like, a team like Florida, you're going to try and roll out just, like, three lines, gas these dudes, and be like, well, are, they'll be tired in the third period, and now they're just going to get fucking hammered. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I do feel for them, though, where they're getting, like, zero cap relief. No, I mean, literally zero cap relief for yeah, like, the guys NHL... like on COVID protocol. The NHL's total indifference to that reality, I mean, I'm sure they would say, well, we can't do cap circumvention during the season. And it's like, yeah, you can. You can if you allow everyone you to do can. it. You can. You yeah. can. I don't understand. At like, that well, price we can, point, you can. We can't do it. Be like, yes, you can. You're the league. Yeah. You can just say, yes, feel free. Yeah. They're like, we just aren't. We just can't if, do it. So... If we go into next season with COVID being a thing yeah. at all, now it's going to still be around, but if we decide we're still going to do these like everyday testing and, right. you know, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but at some point we're just going to have to accept that it's there, you know, right. but like if we go into next season with that still being like a serious thing, they have to have cap flexibility and clear protocols on like when games are canceled because of it Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing like some teams are missing entire games you know they're postponing entire games but they're not telling anyone what the threshold is or why they're doing it yeah apparently it seems like if it's like 10 players because it's been the case for the islanders and for the senators uh but it's also like they don't tell you that though like you said 10 players is an absurd i know right if you're at like eight or nine you're like we can't ice a team like well you're just gonna have to try and be like (laughs) what yeah call up everyone from the ahl but also you don't have any salary cap relief so i gotta say it does i'm gonna try and bury this thought because it does make me kind of sad because it happened last year it's like you go to the playoffs your team's healthy or whatever oh 
your leading scorer, who was David Perron, now has COVID or yep. is on COVID. Like, sorry, I can't play. You're like, he, he was a big piece of your team. Sorry, I can't do it. Imagine it happens like two or three of your players. And he's asymptomatic or whatever. Yeah, imagine like, it happens like three of your players, three prominent players, and you're like, well, you still got to play these uh, playoff games. It's like, yeah. dude, that fucking sucks. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't make light of COVID in any way at all, but at some point you may have to just say, look, these guys are all healthy. They've all been vaccinated. They're all young. There's nothing we're doing is stopping the transmission, right? Like people are getting it left and right in this league. So you just play, just do it. Right. You know, the faster everyone has it, the the more likely it is people aren't going to get it heading into the playoffs and all that sort of stuff, you know? It's just like, I don't, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's serious, it's real, but we're getting more and more better medication and the vaccine is widely available and everyone's had it. And at some point it just feels like the league has to go, okay, we're moving into a new phase and battling against (laughs) this stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, so COVID now has Bozak... Falk and Bennington, assuming right. Falk isn't some sort of false positive right. thing that we can work out of. Um, Veron is still hurt. Yeah. Who's still, is there another injury? Costin. Uh, Costin and Neil are both still That's right. actually hurt, and they both have to miss like 10 games or 24 days and or 24 days. Yeah, LTA. Um, so we're pretty short-handed. Logan Brown, Dakota Joshua, who I don't... Did Dakota Joshua play tonight? I mean, he must have. I think he did, yeah. But I don't... That's our fourth line is those two and then Jake <laughs> Wallman or whatever. And it's Ooh, like... Oh, boy. Um, yeah, you can't... You can't... You know, fourth line you don't care about till you don't have one. Dakota Joshua... Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, Steven's dead. Dakota Joshua played five minutes and 56 seconds. I mean, like, you got to spread it out a little more than that, Craig. Come on, You man. gave yourself a three lines. You had yeah. you had 11 forwards, and you gave yourself eight forwards because you kept Sunquist, Brown, and Joshua below 10 minutes. I'm not saying give him 18, but give yeah. him 10 or 12. Jeez. It's just, it's not even... Alta's still convincing we lose the game. That's what I mean. It's not like I want them to be out there that long, but it's like you have to do that so that when Ryan O'Reilly hits the ice, he's not freaking wheezing, dude. Yeah, Yeah, that's... I got I got questions about Craig (laughs) Berube. We'll see see what happens against Florida on Saturday. Florida, who was down 4-1 to to Buffalo, and then won the game 7-4. to Oh boy. They scored oh six boy. unanswered oh goals. Boy. And I get Buffalo's not great, but. <laughs> They're going to score six more unanswered yeah. against Charlie Lindgren when Billy Huso's put on protocol. Before Cairo has a Tib Fib compound fracture. I think of the time. I think the Blues were in a game against. That sounds so medical professional, so right. Tib Fib, you know? Tib, it's Tib Fib. Yeah. Um, there was a Blues game in like the early 20 teens where they were playing the Blue Jackets and they were losing like eight to one and they got like a scrum towards the end. Uh-huh. And it was like a full five on five scrum and some like TJ Oshie fell over and someone fell on his leg and that's where he broke his oh, leg. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Was, I remember the Blue Jackets player was like, oh yeah, I got off right away because he was like, yo dude, like my leg snapped and the guy was like, oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting off you. And, uh, but I just remember being like, now we lost this dude for the season uh-huh. in a game that's 8-1 with 
we've done, we've lost, and it was a pointless game. Like, it was two minutes left, and I was like, and now he's, his leg is fucking broken. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, why? <laughs> uh, so basically what I'm saying is play against Florida, and just if they get angry and in your face and it's like 6 nothing, and you're pissed, that's just eh, whatever. It's okay. Just lose. It's okay. Just take the honorable way out and freaking lose. <laughs> yeah, put your tail between your legs <laughs> with honor. But bravely... Valley, gallantly he turned about and gallantly chickened out or whatever the <laughs> yeah, lyrics yeah. are you know the lyrics to the show the thing oh boy anyway um so yeah it was a it's a rough week for the blues it's gonna be a rough week probably coming up we can't judge the team too harshly through all of this because like what are they supposed to do um <laughs> Come so <laughs> on, do something uh what do we got so they've got florida on saturday at noon um, that's freaking out over here because I clicked on it. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Then we have Florida again, but in St. Louis on Tuesday. I'll go to that game. That's a bobblehead game. That's yeah, bobblehead I kind of want to go to that game because I want that bobblehead. Then Thursday against Pick the up any extras. You see, just oh, yeah. lying oh, around. People do leave those. I know. Like, you mis- big mistake. You big fucking mistake. You carry it outside. Somebody's going to give you 10 bucks right? for it. Get your 10 bucks Literally, at least. Every time you walk out Don't of sell it to those people, though, because you can put that thing on eBay for 30 bucks. No problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Two Florida games that could easily be two losses. You play Detroit. you got to beat Detroit, except for we have the same record. As Detroit, so. <laughs> I really, sad. I really wish I could have just ended the podcast on you going. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. Anything you want to talk about or say before we get out of here? Um, Santa is real. Santa is real. Let's let's uh, let's spread that. Let's normalize the reality. Normalize truth. Yeah. The truth of Santa Claus being real so you know i do like if you believe in Santa claus the omicron variant will go away i listen everyone can do what they want to but i really i don't personally get that we just don't do santa claus mm. i'm like do you not do happiness <laughs> do you not do frivolity and joy i know for some people it's a religious thing but for some people it's not some people are just like, we're not going to lie to our kids. And I'm like, first of all, yes, you are all the time. <laughs> yeah, Literally you, you all already the have. time. You already have. You're going to do it tomorrow. So let's not stop. Let's not draw the line at Santa Claus. I'm not going to lie to my kids. <laughs> Holy shit. For real? That's some people that That's are like on That's like 90% of the reason to have children is to have a little organism follow you around that it's perfectly fine to lie to. <laughs> but, um, do as I say. Not as I do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, just, you know, enjoy the season. It is a merry season. Watch a Hallmark movie. I watched a great one today, you know, the, the Christmas decorator fell in love with the Christmas historian and they lived happily ever after, or at least that's what you assume they did after a gentle peck on the lips. That was the very oh, yeah. final shot of the entire A non-sexual movie. Yeah. Peck oh, on completely the lips. platonic. <laughs> Love deeply tender moment of, mm. of true and pure love. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, the princess switch? Don't say yes. No. Okay, very good. Because <laughs> I have, and that's got Vanessa Hudgens being a regular, being a baker, and then she goes on like a baking contest that's in a, a vague fake a European tent. country. Okay. And in a then, tent and no, on it's a not. Oh, it's ground. not. A, it's not <laughs> a tent, but ah. it's in some studio and in this vague country. The 
queen of the country, princess of the country, of course, is also Vanessa Hudgens. And they got to switch right. places to solve Christmas. Um, <laughs> and then there's a, and then they both fall in love with the person that the other person liked, sort of thing, you know, sort of thing. Oh. So, like, the regular lady marries the prince, and the princess marries, like, a regular dude. Um, and then there's a second one called Princess. Is this Princess... a Hallmark movie? No, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Or it might be a Hallmark movie, but it's on Netflix. It's like a Hallmark movie, whether or not Hallmark movie. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> gotcha. that type. Gotcha. It's that type. Gotcha. There's a Princess Switch 2, which adds a third Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. And it's like the princess's cousin. And she's evil, though. The real princess's cousin? Yeah, the real the... princess's cousin. Okay. She's but it's evil one. She's okay. evil, but then she's like kind of fun evil. So at the end, uh-huh. she's like, all right. And then there's a third one that came out this year. And unfortunately, there's, there's not, not a fourth. fourth. Oh. There needs to be a fourth. You just need to keep adding Vanessa Quadruples Hudgens. Quadruples are safe. But apparently, like, now the bad one's, like, nice, and so she needs love, too, you know. Uh, she didn't end up with anybody in the Right, last so we gotta have the other two Vanessa Hudgens help her. her Why would they all switch places? I don't know. Why they will. They Why did they show? switch places in the second one? I don't or know Or even either. in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the plural of Hudgens? Anyone write in and tell us. Hudgens. Hudgens. <laughs> Hudgens. It's like hippopotamus or something. I don't know. Vanessas. There yeah. are three Vanessas. Uh, three, three Marlenas. Great song by uh, One Headlight, which is the name of that band, The Wallflowers. So, you know, check it out. Uh, anything else you want to say? I got nothing. All right, we got to stop talking at some point. An hour and 45 minutes we gave to you people. Take a bite out of that, but not out of Brady Kachuk. Good night, everyone. Good night. Lights, she thought.